0: Welcome to another edition of Cloud Unfiltered. Today we are still at KubeCon, and uh, this is our special edition at KubeCon. Today I have Ariel Schupper. Hopefully I pronounced that right. Perfect. All right, that's great because I am so bad with names. I've said this consistently throughout the whole thing. Not as good as me. Yeah. <laughs> much worse. You know. Girls' challenge. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, what we really wanted to start to talk about is um, kind of. That, that integration of, of security, right? In, in, and really, when we think about security, we're in the context of KubeCon here. So obviously, containers is, is a piece of that, right? And and maybe some observability too?
1: Exactly. And, and I think, you know, you touch it correctly because security evolves as the market evolves. New markets, always there will be new security challenges. There will be new attackers who will try to leverage and, you know, uh, and exploit those new things. And, and containers and Kubernetes Really introduced a new, um, I would say, threats or new attack vectors that people were very happy to uh, <laughs> exploit. Right now, and you touched correctly about you know containers, and I think Kubernetes today becoming very popular. Yeah, people call it the operating system of the cloud because Absolutely. we see you know when the when the cloud native evolved, the people talked about serverless was a big high. People talked about virtual machine, but I think it's more and more that microservices containerized are becoming. Um, you know facto the most popular format and we see that Kubernetes by itself you know if you remember that, like two years ago there was different you know orchestration yep. I think today the fact that Kubernetes is uh, the leading one and I think the community the fact that everyone is here and it's friends, you can contribute to be part of it it's creating this motion that it's you know winning the market um, there's no 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 uh, competition there at all so yeah. yes we're in kubecon its premier event and yes Kubernetes security still yeah, for so many years, becoming a hot topic in this space. Yeah,
0: and also because of Kubernetes, the style of development has changed. So, it, before, previous to you know using containers and things like that, and, and to an extent Kubernetes, you would use more monolithic apps. They would run on a run on a server somewhere, and you would just put something in front of it, maybe a firewall, maybe an application, a web application firewall, or something like that, and you would call it a day. But now with containerization, which you get you get some good and bad, you know, so with containerization, especially Kubernetes, you're now having all these microservices that need to communicate together, which means that you have now development teams that are more dispersed. And really the only time that they come together is on the pipeline. So really you have to have more tools now on your pipeline because that's where all of your pieces are coming together in order to kind of create that whole application. Exactly, Mike, and I think you really
1: hit the nail on the head because one of the things that, you know, we're talking about, like, you know, uh, loosely coupled services. Yes. It's not like, you know, if I have one application, I have one security engineer who can sit and monitor and see how it behaves. We're talking about, like, you know, lots of microservices. Everything is not really tightly coupled. You don't have this guy who now can follow everything what's happening in, and I think this is what makes it necessary to bring everything to the automation pipeline, to shift everything left. Yep. and shift everything to where developers develop and create. And this is why any successful you know, security solution has to have its root and regions there in the pipeline, and everything automated. Yes. So when you deploy everything, you just write on it. For example, what we did, a lot of people do all the security checks and the security scans in the pipeline. But what we like, you know, took the same approach, And for example, in Panoptica, we also do all the policy, security policy in the pipeline. So when developer writes his application, when he builds it, okay, we want to deploy it, we'll also say, okay, this is the security thing I want to do with it. So everything's going to be automated. You don't need to go, okay, now I made a deployment, hey, Mike, go please touch those security items because it's automatically. Yes. This is the only way to do it in a mass scale, running you know in production, tons of applications, tons of microservices, and have them all secure. Otherwise, you're going to get lost. Yeah. You don't have this small guy who always keep checking, yeah. are so you secure if, or not?
0: If you've been in the world of Kubernetes for any period of time, you understand that there's Helm charts, there's, uh, different configurations. There's CRDs. There's um, policies between the services. There's all these different things that you have to contend to, and there's no central central thing looking over it and making sure that it's all configured right, and that there's you know um, you know that and and with all the DevOps people on it and developers, they could configure it any way they want. So if it's just left unchecked, it it could be a problem. Exactly, and I yeah. think you touched like a
1: very nice point that the default settings in Kubernetes are unsecure. Yes. Because we want to run fast, we want to make sure we don't fail. So the default are really, really unsecure. If you remember in the old days of Docker, every container can run is a privilege, right? In yes. Kubernetes, by default, privilege escalation, which is you know a big hazard is, of course, enabled by default. And, and what you want to do is, you know, when our approach, and I think it was quite successful, was that if you're writing a YAML file of 200 lines, it, you know, first of all, scan through, making sure you didn't make any mistake. But if you don't, add two more lines and add the security also part of this YAML file. Now, as you said, we have our you know controller runs in the cluster, making sure you are secure, making sure you didn't overlook anything, making sure that if you miss something, we'll let you know about it. But give give it to the developers because the developer himself he doesn't know what to do. The developer he knows the application best. He would need to want to be saying this is how my application runs. This is who it needs to communicate with. Um, and I think this is one of the, the, the enhancements to so the nice things about running in Kubernetes. Everything is automated, yes. everything using the same Helm charts, the same YAML files. And by the way, this is where we're, for example, different from, you know, Styra that you see over there, that they're also a very nice open source tool, but you need to do it with regular. Why not us, using the same Helm charts, the same Kubernetes CRDs, the same Terraform file to make deployment, you're gonna
0: define your security with it, which is amazing. I mean, that's just you just put. One, one of the things I, I often think about is um, how does it affect the development lifecycle? Because if it affects your pipeline and that you have to do a lot of things, it's an automatic no for for the for that DevOps or or for the development lifecycle. So you have to make sure that you have something that is pretty easy and uses some of the the the, the um, you know the, I don't want to say standards, but, you know, uses some of the same uh, kind of things that that people are used to using. So this is something that really just overlays on top of that. So it, it doesn't have something like a lot of configuration of maybe coding or anything like that. It's just something that automatically it just gives you something out of the box. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I
1: agree with you. When it runs there, it's part of it. You know, that's how you make it and you don't want the DevOps to be responsible for it. You just want to orchestrate it, making sure it's part of it.
0: I agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So another piece of this, though, is that observability is a big piece. I kind of have to always have this talk that observability comes before. You have to know what you have before you can do something with it. So observability comes first.
1: Yeah, I agree. I fully agree. You know, I think the basic of security is understanding what you need to secure. Now, Mike, I think when you're saying observability, you don't saying I want to know where I am. I don't know what do I have, but I think you're looking deeper than that. I want to see how do I perform, how my microservices are performing, how they're communicating. Do I have my bottlenecks? Is this traffic blocked because there's a security issue? Or because I didn't have enough resources or enough CPUs for it. And I think really, you know, observability is really tied very nicely with security. It really goes, you know, hand in hand together.
0: Yeah, and, and and one of the things that we do offer is is you know we we do have uh, I, I know there was a couple different names now, so I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's um, uh, Open Clarity now. So Open Clarity is something that uses a service mesh just like we, we used before, and uh, you know some of our other yeah, everybody's you know pretty familiar with Istio at this point and Envoy proxies and things like that. But but what this does is it it uses that to figure out what is communicating over your network, so, so and, and over your, your containerized network. So what that means is that you could come in as a new developer, maybe you don't know all these APIs. API sprawl is a huge thing, it's, real, it's a real thing, and, and, and instantly you could have knowledge of what's going on in, in your app. Right. And I
1: think it really gives you like, you know, a big benefit because sometimes API change. Absolutely. Kubernetes change API from version to version. And no, never. And when things <laughs> are breaking down and you want to see where my spec, what changed, what modified, yes. what it was before, what is now, it really gives you a big benefit, you know, something that can really be very beneficial. And it's, and so again, it's complementing what you have. You can you look for
0: security issues there and analyze it. But absolutely, this, you know, a uh, preliminary step. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And that's and, and kind of that's that's what we see is you know I think in this in this world of open source, people want to first understand what they have and people want to use a tool before they might realize what they need more. So one of the things that we we do is that we you know we have that uh, open clarity. But but if you want to secure it and you want to do something different, you could definitely use some of that similar technology. Is is also in Panoptica and or Cube Clarity or or, or cube, cube Clarity. clarity. Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> so Kube is a complementing tool to OpenClarity and provide not just the open API specification, but also, also the, you know, we trade to create like a one single tool that creates you a software build of material, create you, you know, uh, vulnerability scanning, allow you to sign your images
0: and validate them. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yes. I actually didn't know about that. So this is something that I'm learning right now. So I'm happy we're here in KubeCon. Yeah, yeah, this is something. So now I have a takeaway. One of the things I have to do is 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 takeaway is to check out cube clarity which is um you know i i thought i was in the know and 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 obviously there's one piece that i did not know so that 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 is amazing awesome (laughs) so i asked this question to everybody that's here um really what what is um you're at kubecon you know obviously there's a ton of tech here there's there's so many different things going on. Amazing what were, show. What were you excited about seeing here? Did you know about something? Or is there something that you've learned in the last few days that you're like, oh, this is really cool tech. This is a really cool project. This is awesome.
1: This is really awesome show. You know, you're coming here, you see all the event, all the community, all the people yeah. you know usually communicate with. It's really great. I just met, you know, the Istio yes. maintainer, the one in Google who created it, and they talk about how excited they are you know, it to CNCF. It's so one from his team, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, Louis Fine. But yeah, yeah. I think all those teams that you know working on it, and you yeah. people, I like, meet you know the the T O C members, you know, yeah. we're elected the security guys. I'm saying it's really a great opportunity to meet, to talk, to see the market evolving. Obviously, sort of bit of materials supply chain attacks are a hot topic. Yeah, So a lot of things going on. It's really yeah. exciting to be here.
0: Yeah, and that's that's exactly what I see, too. So the biggest thing, by the way, that, that I'm getting from, from everybody that's here is that people are just excited to be out again. You know, this yeah. is this is it. I mean, they're, this is really one of the first big conferences yes. that a lot of people have come out to in mass. Yes. And so it's really, really exciting to see, you know, see people do that. Um, so, yeah, so... Where can people find you if you uh, you know if the if they want to find you are you on social media are you anywhere that people can find you you know yeah,
1: um, LinkedIn Twitter and we'll uh, put the Cisco, we'll, and I.
0: we'll put the information below you know so down below you know in the comments but yeah <laughs> right there yeah. but uh, yeah so so we'll definitely you know uh, let people know where to find you, but really interesting stuff. This is all coming out of ETNI, which is the innovation group out of Cisco. So, you know, this and, and a bunch of other things that are really interesting all around cloud native. And we encourage everyone
1: to test and give us some feedback.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think what's what's one more thing that I'd like to mention is that, you know, this is just illustrating that Cisco is doing stuff that is not necessarily related to networking. And and I love to mention that because I think it's so cool, and more people have to do it. Absolutely, I'm all in for (laughs) it. Yes. Well, thank you so much. Uh, You know, I really appreciate you coming in here and talking about these things, and it's been amazing. Thank you so much. All All right. right.